0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: And we're back. Welcome once again to Bear With Me, as the Bears have now sat at 50, which was, I don't know if that's unexpected or not. Frankly, it's fairly paced. But they have selected none other than cornerback Jalen johnson and i gotta tell you guys as somebody who doesn't dig too deep into the draft stuff i knew who comet was i knew who the receivers were i knew about some tackles i don't know anything about cornerbacks jacob tell me about this guy who is he all
2: right so as opposed to the uh, cole Komet pick i'm actually very on board with this Jalen johnson pick i think that it's a guy that i wasn't necessarily expecting would be there at 50 uh he's a lengthy guy he's over six feet tall I think that he's physical in man coverage. I think that he delivers a good jab at the line of scrimmage when going up in that uh, press jam technique there. And I think that he's a fluid athlete as well. I think that he can flip his hips well and does a good job of overall recognizing route concepts and, uh, you know, mirroring the movements of receivers there. I think that his tackling is, you know, can stand to improve. I think, you know, that's what I noticed with him. Uh, And I think that his overall... Uh, instincts and zone coverage are, you know, improving a little bit. But overall, I do think that he's a very good fit uh, alongside Kyle Fuller. I think, yeah, uh, he fits that Prince of Mucamera role very well, where he goes up and press man uh, when they've got both uh, outside corners going up in man coverage. I think he's a guy who can stick on the boundary, uh, take advantage of that lack of space going up against, uh, you know, a bigger receiver and kind of jam them and stay with them. I think that he's. You know, a good pick, I think that I'm a little bit disappointed with the overall haul. Because, you know, like we mentioned with Cole Komet, I wasn't too big on that. This Jalen Johnson pick kind of eases that a little bit. I think it's, it's, it's a good pick. I'll give him that. It's a good pick. It's not spectacular to the point where I can totally say, oh, totally forget about the Cole Komet pick. This is totally fine now. I'm okay with it. I do think Jalen Johnson is a good pick. There might have been one or two selections that I would have liked more than this. Uh, But given the fact that guys like Grant Delpit uh, and Antoine Winfield Jr. both went off back to back, like right after the Bears selected Komet, I, you know, given what was on the board at the time, I'm okay with it. I like the pick. EJ, what do you think?
3: I'm actually really pleased with this pick. And uh, we were just talking before we started the podcast that I actually probably would have been better if these picks were reversed. If they'd gotten Jalen Johnson at 43, I would have jumped up and down. I really didn't think he was still going to be on the board. I'd seen him mocked very often over the last month in the first round. Didn't see him getting out of the first round. Certainly not down to 43, certainly not down to 50. There might have been concern about he's had some shoulder injuries. Some teams might not have been okay with that in terms of their medical check or their lack of ability to run that med check on him. I really like Jalen Johnson. Big physical corner out of Utah. Very physical defense. You've got to tackle if you play in that defense, and that's a big one for me on defensive backs, especially corners. Have to be able to set that edge on the run. Jalen Johnson can do it. He's very aggressive. Can play press, man. He's a good zone corner with length. I like him in zone a little bit more than Jacob does. Um, makes plays on the ball in space. Uh, All of those things, I think, make him an ideal Prince of Mookamara replacement. I have been hammering, as you know, cornerback as a need for the Bears with Prince uh, heading out. Everybody said Kevin Tolliver could just slot right in. I wasn't terribly comfortable with that idea. And a guy, uh, at least in competition, like Jalen Johnson coming in, who's a very accomplished corner, played for a very aggressive defense. When we were down at the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy said that Utah is considered an SEC defense or an SEC-like defense by many, many evaluators because they are so physical. Um, And Jalen Johnson was an integral part of that defense. He played the edge for them. He played down the boundary for them. And I think he slots in very, very well in Chuck Pagano's system. So pleased with the pick.
1: That's good to hear, especially after the Kmet situation. Certainly picking up corner is important. I know it's one of those things that I personally knew and agreed with people like you, EJ, and Jacob, that corner's been a need for the Bears. But I was also one of those that was willing to just shrug my shoulders and say, hey, well... With the situation we're in, we got to have weaknesses somewhere, but with the Bears taking a corner and bringing in folks like Robert Quinn, Danny Trevathan coming back, the Bears are basically a safety away from having a defense that, on paper, could rival the 2018 defense. I don't want to talk about surpassing it because that was a heck of a defense, but... If Jalen Johnson can show up and solidify that CB2 position, the Bears have what you need in the NFL, and that's the ability for all three of your corners to win on any given snap. that fair to say?
3: Not going to argue with it. Um, it'll be interesting to see who really takes over that. I mean, Buster Screen's going to, in I think for sure, and and. Jacob, you can tell me if he disagrees, but I, I think Jalen Johnson absolutely slots in outside. Buster Screen stays in the nickel roll, which is ideal for him. He's very aggressive and physical there as well, so folks are not going to be really excited. Wide receiver cores are not going to be really excited to be playing the Bears because Kyle Fuller, very physical corner. Jalen Johnson comes in, adds to that physicality. Buster Screen, an extremely physical corner in the slot. Um, can come in, support the run. It's not going to be an easy out with the
2: Bears now. And without that other outside boundary corner, it might have been. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I think that Jalen Johnson adds even more of that physicality to an already physical group of guys. You know, I think that it's a pretty uh, impressive trio there. I think, you know, Buster Screen put together a solid season in the nickel. Uh, And then obviously Kyle Fuller's among the top. Uh, well among the better I should say cornerbacks in the league so I think that going forward you know boundary cornerback was a pretty big need I mean they had Kevin Tolliver in place but that's you know that's not necessarily what you want at one of the more important positions out there Uh, but yeah I think that Jalen Johnson fits a need he's a very good fit for their system and I think he's good value also so overall I can't complain with this pick at all I think it's you know, a very good pick for Ryan Pace. I think that maybe not totally redeem himself for the commit pick, but I think he does a very good job of doing that. And I think that Jalen Johnson can be a quality starter for the Chicago defense for years to come.
1: You know what's funny about this pick to me? You talk about redeeming pace. It honestly sounds to me, and EJ, I don't need you to go through your draft or your grade breakdown if you want to keep it to yourself, though, Feel free to I'm if, you're, on it. if you're feeling perfect. perfect. Uh, it seems to me like this is a good pick, like up and down. Good pick at 50. Would, good
3: player. What do you think? Yeah, I would have a lot of trouble disagreeing with you. Player skill. I'm giving him an eight long physical cornerback who moves. Well, again, I had him as a first rounder. Uh, Compress plays the ball well in space, uh, aggressive and will tackle on the edge, which is key in the Bears system. Has to develop in that off zone coverage. He's not great there, that's not his best life, um, but he has the ability to do it. And his ability to jam and mirror down the boundary will fit perfectly in Chuck Pagano's system, right? That's what the Bears really need their corners to do. They've got Eddie over the top if they want to bracket. But occasionally you got to pick a side. Eddie's got to go support Kyle or he's got to go support the other corner. And when you go to support the other corner, the other guys on an island and uh, Jalen Johnson, as much as any corner in this draft, can hold his own on that island. In fact, Utah asked him to do that quite a bit. So player skill, I'm giving him an eight scheme, fit potential, all the physical traits to come in and really smoothly transition. Uh as a Prince of Mukamara replacement, I'm giving him a seven. He still has to make that transition in zone. He's not near as good as Prince of Mookamara in zone right now, but physical traits jam actually has more length than a Mukamara. So I think his scheme fit potential is a seven. And if we're talking about draft value again, I thought he was going to go in the first. So you get him at 50 in the middle of the second. Um, that's probably going to be an eight or a nine in terms of draft value. So when you're talking about a potential of 30, you're talking about a score of eight seven and eight you're not giving up very many points that's a very very solid pick
1: whoa by the way uh philadelphia just drafted jalen hurts which i don't know if we want to react to that but that's certainly not what i expected out of the philadelphia (laughs)
2: eagles
3: (laughs) what oh i love doing live pods for that reason (laughs) and that reason alone that was classic jacob
2: that is great look (laughs) i
1: I have to throw this in there while Jacob processes the thoughts, because I'm dying to hear what you think. But the more I've watched the 2017-2018 film of Nick Foles, the more I can understand why they might be a bit frustrated with Wentz. It could be partially the wrong place at the wrong time, but it's that same Cutler-McCown thing. It's like, why did the other guy come in and do so well? Uh, Process that with injury history, I I get it. I don't know if I'd have done it. That certainly shocks me, but I, I think I get it. Jacob, where are you at?
2: Uh, my jaw was on the ground there for a good solid two minutes. Uh, I, I didn't see this coming at all, honestly. I'm very, I mean, surprised. I mean, obviously, yeah, that, uh, Carson Wench has, uh, you know, he's had a little bit of like injury concerns Recently, ever since his, uh, you know, borderline MVP season, but this is still a surprise to me. I don't know what they're going to do with Jalen Hurts. I I really don't know why this is a second round pick. Neither My, do that I. Is, that is bad. That is bad.
3: Yeah, I, neither I do disagree.
2: Why.
3: I I don't know about that. I think they've got a lot of money wrapped up in Wentz, but we have seen that Wentz's ability to compete and play for a full season is not his strength, let's just put it that way. And a guy like Jalen Hurts dealing for Doug Peterson with all those weapons that they're assembling in Philadelphia, I agree that maybe the second-round valuation is what you're going to argue about, but Jalen Hurts is a competitor, and I think he can function in that system very, very well. So I don't think it's as big a reach as everybody else is freaking out about.
1: Hey, look, I'll jump in and say that this was my big statement on Jimmy Graham, and weirdly enough, I think this applies. If the Eagles know something about Wentz, health-wise, and I think they do, then this pick makes a lot more sense. When the Bears cut Burton, all of a sudden Jimmy Graham's money, I'm not saying that it was good value. I am saying that I can get why they paid as much as they did if they thought they didn't have a tight end. Uh, Certainly, that's surprising. But let's get back to Jalen Johnson. This is a Bears podcast. Uh, I, I like the pick. As it stands, it sounds like y'all do more, and my opinion is almost directly coming off of y'all's. So tell me, because this is the big question we've got coming up. Uh, We don't pick for at minimum another 100 picks. So what do you want to happen between now and then? Nothing? A trade back in? Because we didn't trade down like we were hoping we would. Maybe. I know I was hoping for that. So what do y'all want to see for the rest of the draft?
2: I mean, realistically, I think that... I wouldn't put it past Ryan Pace to trade up in this draft. I don't think he's going to be satisfied with waiting the entirety of the third round, the entirety of the fourth round to make another selection. I think that he's going to be willing to trade up because we've seen what he's done when he identifies a guy that he wants and you know, he just goes out and gets him. So that's what I have a feeling he's going to do. Uh, I don't know necessarily what he's going to give up. You know, he tends to have, Uh, the proclivity to give up future draft picks to move up in the draft, which I'm honestly expecting him to do. So that's what I'm expecting. I think that the bears are going to move into the fourth round. I I think they'll sit the third round out simply because they, you know, don't have enough to package there. I don't think Uh, but I do think they could trade up in the fourth round. Maybe end up, I, I don't know. They could go a handful of different ways here. They could go, with a safety or a receiver or an offensive lineman, there are a lot of different directions I think the Bears could go in with their next pick. So I honestly expect them to trade up simply because that's what Ryan Pace has shown that he's uh, prone to doing.
1: What do you think, EJ?
3: I would like to see them take their medicine. I'm with Jacob that I don't think that's necessarily what's going to happen. Um, I really – everybody says, oh, they have all these picks in the sixth and the seventh. if you he- go down to the draft value chart and you look at what those picks in the sixth and the seventh are worth they're like dimes they're literally six and seven points whereas um pick number 43 was worth 470 pick number 50 was worth 400 you can't buy very many picks for six and seventh round picks so if you want to package four of them to move up maybe into the fifth You can do that, but you're giving up four potential players, and this is a deep draft, especially down at those lower levels, to fill in guys that are going to play on special teams, fill in replacements at things like inside linebacker, or take lottery shots on height, weight, speed guys. So I would rather see them do that, keep all of those picks, and just pick where they are. Maybe trade up in the seventh if there's somebody there, combine two seventh-round picks to get one seventh-round pick. I'm fine with that. makes no difference to me if it means they get the player they want Um, But I do not want to see them grab 2021 draft capital to get up into the third unless there is a vicious slide. Somebody that you thought was a first round lock that is now available at the beginning or the middle of day three. Okay, if you have that kind of conviction, go make it happen. But other than that, just sit there, let it run by and start with a full slate next year. Don't continue to rob from Peter to pay Paul.
1: I don't mean to be a downer then, EJ, but if I had to guess, part of me thinks, or at least is starting to think, whether I like it or not, that Pace views future draft capital as next week's paycheck, and he doesn't mind taking out a (laughs) payday loan. Uh, And I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, look... I'm shrugging my shoulders. I'm a bit befuddled on my face when I say this, so don't think that I like it. But if the Bears were to trade back into the third and fourth this year for a true quote-unquote win-now push, I wouldn't be shocked at this point. Because I was really expecting us to get those picks from 50, but we didn't. We took a wide tight end, and then we took a good corner. So we're sitting here. We could use a little bit of juice at wide receiver, which wouldn't surprise me if that could be the fifth round or one of the sixth rounders. Uh, Certainly, you could dive a bit more into that if you wanted to. The safety wouldn't surprise me if that's the fifth rounder. But then there's this gap where the Bears could use a guard uh, if they don't think if 80 or Spriggs is going to do the job. They could use a tackle. They could use potentially, I guess, not a tight end anymore. We got one of those. Yeah. But, yeah, so between a quarterback and plenty of the other wide receiver, or er, sorry, the different draft needs that we have, part of me is just thinking that pace isn't going to have the patience to get that far.
3: I, I think you're right about patience. Um, and the thing is, for all the positions you just named, there are players there and maybe Jacob and I can just sort of riff back and forth. But if you want a speed wide receiver, receiver threat, if you want that slot guy that is going to do for you, what you thought Taylor Gabriel might go get Darnell Mooney out of Tulane, like in Ooh, the or yeah. there's a UDFA, like get a guy with blazing speed that can take the top off the defense, but don't pay next year's pick to do it. If you want a safety, I'll ask Jacob first. Cause I have one, but who's your late round safety that you would think would be just
2: awesome. Now, I don't know necessarily how far he's going to fall simply because stock seems to be all over the place on him. Uh, I'd say Kenny Robinson Jr. out of West Virginia oh, in the XFL. Yeah, the XFL, I think, yeah, sure. Yeah, he's a guy that I'm personally really high on. I had a second-round grade on him, uh, which I realize is higher than most, but I think that with his range, his athleticism, his you know instincts and pass coverage, I think he would be you know, a great target for – just about any team, and I think that he's, he brings more as a tackler than Delpit did, while admittedly yep. he's, not, he's not a stellar tackler, I'll give him that. He's not your uh, prototypical hard-hitting box safety, but I think, you know, as you've seen with the fact that I like Grant Delpit, uh, I tend to overlook that a little bit when you've got a guy who can cover as well as Delpit can, as well as Kenny Robinson can, so I think that, that could be a pick there. Uh I think that another interesting one could be Geno Stone out of Iowa. I think that Iowa does a good job of producing intelligent uh defensive backs who also have a bit of a physical edge to them, and I think Geno Smith brings that uh Geno Stone, excuse me, uh brings that in spades. I certainly don't want the bears picking up Geno Smith to play safety anytime soon. Yeah, let's
3: hope not. Um, no, my guy is Brandon Jones out of Texas. I have no idea why Brandon Jones is not rated higher. If you go watch his game against LSU, he carries Justin Defford down the seam a couple of times. He's got the speed to play late. He's got the instincts to come up, snuff the run in the screen. He's physical, fills his gaps. I have no idea why Brandon Jones isn't rated higher. and Everybody's got him as a fifth or sixth round pick. And that's a tremendous value. The other guy is J.R. Reed out of Georgia, who is very, very solid and would look tremendous next to Eddie Jackson because his strengths are closer to the line. He can play deep if he needs to, and all safeties need to be able to cover in the NFL these days. It's a pass-happy league, but J.R. Reed is a tremendous value. Not sure he's going to last to pick 164, but if he does, either one of those would be tremendous pickups for the Bears.
1: Hey, look, I'm just excited to know that there are people down the board that we could get that could still be helpful because I know that at this point in my career, if you will, I start to write off anything after about the fifth round as extra credit sometimes when it comes to finding starters. But with wide receiver and DB being often populous positions, if we can get something, that would be great. And I can tell you that based on the quick highlight package they showed – it sure looks like a guy like Jalen Johnson just never would have been available anywhere lower than, I mean, you'd like to think anywhere lower than 50, but who really knows? But it yeah, sounds I mean, like, yeah. What were you thinking, Jacob?
2: Just join in real quick. I think like, I haven't been checking on past picks, but I do think Trayvon Diggs, uh went right after Who's a guy that, yeah, he went to the, he went to the Cowboys directly after. Yeah. So I like to think that, Johnson probably wouldn't have fallen that much far at all. One could argue he might have been the pick over Diggs there. I mean, Diggs has, you know, good upside in his own right. Maybe the Cowboys would have liked him more than Johnson, but I really don't think Johnson would have fallen much farther. And if the Bears did trade back, I don't think he would have been an option. Which makes
1: sense. And honestly, that kind of corner, like you're talking about, it's, it's a very similar situation as a tackle. They're real hard to find nowadays uh, in those lower rounds. They're just not even there in many cases. So in that sense, I like the pick. I really like the pick. I mean, there's no reason not to. A a little bum from 43 still, maybe, but I like the pick. And I'm excited to see what happens over the next, gosh, bunch of hours, because I would not be surprised if we're not done. (laughs) Any final Uh... thoughts from you guys?
3: I hope we're done for at least round three because it's going to be terribly expensive to buy that pick. Um, it's going to cost, I mean, typically you go up around in the future year. So if you're buying a three this year means a two next year and I just don't want to see that. So I hope we're done for the day. Um, if pace says, Hey, there's a guy sitting there on day three that we never thought was even going to make it through day two then sure go ahead sell the pick I'm all about conviction but I don't want to see any more draft capital that we don't need leaving the building when there's so much depth and versatility left in this class
2: yeah I'm definitely on the same boat there Uh, I'm personally looking forward to the prospect of being able to have a first and second round pick for once uh, in 2021 if that draft even happens we don't know what's going to You know happen with this whole situation and if the college football season's going on. But nonetheless, uh, I definitely agree. I think that the Bears should sit the rest of this day out. Uh, It could possibly be tempting to throw away a future pick like Pace has done. If I were them, I wouldn't consider trading up until at least tomorrow in the fourth round because I think that it's just going to be too steep, like you said, EJ, to pay a price to get that high. I, I really don't like the value uh, on giving up draft picks, especially when it's going to be that significant to move up. Uh, I think they're better off just staying put for the rest of the night.
1: Hey, We'll just have to wait and see what happens from that point then, because certainly, I, I don't know, I'll have to sleep on it to see how I feel about this being our big second round draft call. We have been talking about these picks for a long time now, but as it stands, it sounds like we've got a good one, a bad one, and we'll just have to wait until things shake out guys. Thanks so much for coming on. And hopefully I'll talk to you tomorrow and not later today.
2: Hey, thanks for having us, Robert. Yeah. Thanks again. I appreciate it.